1: fortitude going on here? On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down
2: by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish is upset. Florida State, Notre Dame is number one.
1: And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Good! And... Oh! wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Plus, fighting Irish hockey.
3: They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame, 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the National Championship game.
1: The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT. WSBTradio.com. The free WSBT Radio app. Big time budgets. Now here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett.
3: Well it appears we can stop the clock on the Notre Dame Football Offensive Coordinator Search. It appears day twelve has a conclusion. And according to footballscoop.com, confirmed by my colleagues at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, Notre Dame is hiring within the program. They are elevating tight end coach Jared Parker to offensive coordinator, plus they are taking an assistant that Marcus Freeman is familiar with from Wisconsin and bringing him to Notre Dame to be quarterback coach. Well, hello. How are you? It is a glorious day here in South Bend. Glorious. Nine minutes after five o'clock on this Wednesday, February the 15th of 2023. My name is Darren Pritchett. I appreciate you joining me on this Wednesday evening. We are on the air for a full two hours tonight from five until seven. And... I say hello to all the folks tuning in the old-fashioned way on 960 AM WSBT, or the new hip ways. You can stream us at WSBTRadio.com on the WSBT Radio app, and also if I hit the right button, the Twitch feed is rolling right now. As you get a video feed of me sitting here jabbering away tonight, a lot about Notre Dame. So we'll get to all the breaking news surrounding the Notre Dame football team in a couple of moments. Mike Bray's Irish almost knocked off the Dukies at Cameron last night before coming up short. Indiana and Northwestern are playing tonight in a very important Big Ten matchup. We normally have Tyler Horka from Blue and Gold Illustrated, the Notre Dame football beat reporter on, today at 6.05. But we're moving things around a little bit today. He's writing about all the breaking news. So, Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. He's going to join us tonight at 6.05 to talk about this breaking news. And also, Tyler then will jump on board tomorrow night at 6.05. So, he will have 24 hours to digest everything that is happening and we'll talk to Tyler about those topics coming up on tomorrow's Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat here on WSBT Radio. All right, let's get the program started. We have our hat trick of opening topics. And of course, Notre Dame football is front and center. So let's backtrack a little bit. First off, this offensive coordinator hiring. Got started, at least publicly, with ESPN College football writer Heather Denich reporting that Notre Dame had interviewed their tight end coach, Gerard Parker, for their offensive coordinator position. Now, Parker has some coordinating experience. He did it two years at West Virginia, only one of the years he called the plays. That was 2021. Parker then joined Marcus Freeman's staff for last season, as tight end coach. So that was our first indication that Parker was moving down the line as a candidate to be the offensive coordinator. Then this afternoon, first reported by footballscoop.com, that Parker is expected to be Notre Dame's new offensive coordinator, being elevated from tight end coach to offensive coordinator. Now, ESPN's Pete Thamel had a report also today that Notre Dame is expected to hire Wisconsin assistant coach Gino Gaduli as the Irish's new quarterback coach. When that news came out, that was our first indication that more than likely Parker was going to get the job because if you think back, Tommy Reese as offensive coordinator the last three years also kept his title as the quarterback coach. So those two vacancies were on the dry erase board for Marcus Freeman, plus then Harry Heastan retires offensive line coach. So you had three spots to fill. So rather than bringing in a quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator, the Irish go a different direction. Marcus Freeman takes Parker. Gives him the offensive coordinator position. And he keeps the tight end position, we assume. While Gaduli comes in to be the quarterback coach. So now you have one vacancy remaining. And that is offensive line coach with the retirement of the great Harry Heastan. This is going to probably lead to a lot of frustration, and I've seen that already from Notre Dame fans expressing their opinions. This has been a very emotional last 24, 36 hours for many Fighting Irish football fans, the ones that are invested on every single move and every piece of information that comes out. And the angst started when the reports, including from Pete Thamel, stating that Notre Dame decided not to take care of that $2.8 million buyout for Utah's Andy Ludwig. And there's no question, even as outsiders, that Ludwig was pretty far down the line in the process. Marcus Freeman had been talking to the candidates, like Klein from Kansas State. Ludwig ended up on campus. In fact, he ended up at the Notre Dame hockey game Friday night and was showed inadvertently or on purpose, I don't know which, on the video board with Marcus Freeman. But then the report of the buyout. I know the Athletic had their research state that Notre Dame knew the buyout before the process started. You can find out that information. So something changed. There was a changing of opinion. He wasn't worth it. Whatever the case may be, if all these reports are accurate, Ludwig decided to stay put at Utah or Notre Dame did not continue down the road. Obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that Marcus Freeman was really interested in Ludwig or he would not have brought him to South Bend. This was not a vacation visit. So that didn't work out. Klein from Kansas State didn't work out. We don't know the particulars there or even really any reports. So with all the frustration and emotion of a lot of fans about not taking care of the buyout, Notre Dame has all this money, they're being cheap, whatever the storyline was being thrown out there, a lot of fans were going down that road. And so now Notre Dame has decided to hire within, which I know brings a lot of angst because Parker has that one year of being the play caller at West Virginia. I'm just starting to dig into some of the West Virginia data from 20 and 21. It seems like their head coach was heavily involved in the play calling in 20 with Parker coordinating and then he was the play caller in 21. In 2020 and 2021, West Virginia had the same quarterback. And I'm not pointing fingers at why this happened, but the numbers did drop in 2021. Although the quarterback's completion percentage went up, his yards per attempt went up, His touchdown passes went up. His interceptions went up. The yards per game went down about 30 yards from 20 to 21. The running game dropped off about 12 yards per game. Total offense fell off about... uh, Carry the three. About 41 yards. And that's without digging into, was their offensive line bad in 21 Dot, 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 dot. So Tommy Reese got the job without any offensive play calling experience, but there is a big difference. You can't compare Parker and Reese. Now, Parker had that year of being the play caller at Virginia, West Virginia, but also Tommy Reese hadn't called plays before, but he ran the quarterback position in Brian Kelly's system. He knows Brian Kelly's system maybe even better than Brian Kelly. Was the quarterback coach here. Getting reattached to the system. And then takes over as offensive coordinator. Very familiar with the scheme and what Brian Kelly wants. Now, the good news is Parker was around Reese's scheme for a year. He will probably build on that. Maybe he goes a different direction. I think it is fair to say this. Marcus Freeman and Gerard Parker are going to be on the same page because Parker understands what Marcus Freeman wants from his offensive coordinator. Let's don't forget that Tommy Reese was brought back as offensive coordinator before Marcus Freeman was hired. So now Marcus Freeman truly has his offensive coordinator of choice, and Parker fully understands what Freeman wants from his offense. He has articulated that to us as media member and you the fans many, many times that he wants to be able to run the football even when the opposition knows that Notre Dame is going to run the football. So I think there's probably going to be some really instant chemistry between the two. And look at the position Parker walks into. He does not have an empty cupboard. You have a potential All-American quarterback that you've had the opportunity to get to know over the last couple of weeks since he joined the program, Sam Hartman. Now he's the guy that's going to be running your offense. That's a pretty good place to start. You have a running back room that is littered with starting talent. If you had a college football draft, all these guys on the Notre Dame roster at the running back position would be taken and probably most of them would start so you want to be able to run the football you've got the horses to do it up front you have an offensive line that has those two staples at the tackle position giving you a really good chance to have success Blake Fisher and Joe Alt do we wish Harry Hestan was around for another year boy i I sure do, and I think you probably do as well. But they had a year of work with Harry, and hopefully the new offensive line coach, when they're brought in, can build on those principles. Tight end position, hey, we're not going to lie, is going to look a whole lot different without Michael Mayer. For the first time in a long time, you actually might have a couple of question marks at the tight end position, which is Parker's spot. Wide receiver, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. But there's a lot of potential at the wide receiver positions. A lot of potential. Will we see it this year with some of these young guys? Wait and see. Everybody adjusts differently. So Parker has an offense that sure looks like it's ready to roll in 2023. Cadooly's familiar with Marcus Freeman. They've had a relationship So he's going to take over as your quarterback coach. Now, I saw a report that Cadouly was calling the offensive plays for Cincinnati when they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame Stadium. I've not had a chance to follow up on that, but I don't believe that is correct. Because Mike Denbrock for a year was on our program every week. When he was the offensive coordinator here at Notre Dame and had the chance to get to know him a little bit, he was calling the plays at Notre Dame Stadium, so I'm not sure whether the Gadouli was calling the plays, unless I've totally misheard for the last two years, which I don't believe is the case. So I'd like to get a follow-up on that to see which story is accurate. But Gadouli comes in as the new quarterback coach. So... The staff is now coming together for Marcus Freeman. Whatever the situation was with Ludwig, whatever the case may be, Marcus Freeman moved on quickly, elevated Parker, brought in a quarterback coach, and now all you need is that other important piece, the offensive line coach. O-line coach, offensive coordinator, gotta be on the same page. And we'll have to wait and see the direction that Marcus goes with the offensive line coach. Boy, it'd be a lot easier right now if Harry was still coaching. I wonder if that would remove some of the angst right now. If he knew Harry was going to be here as offensive line coach, would that make everything else feel a little better? I mean, I I understand the frustration because the perception you are getting from us and the media is that Notre Dame didn't want to do the buyout. They knew about it. They didn't want to do it. Then the perception is, well, Marcus Freeman wants to do this. The administration doesn't want to do that. I still think something's missing in that whole situation. We're not privy to it. There aren't as many leaks on things happening with the team compared to when Tommy was here. So I think we should all just take a deep breath, Maybe we'll get more to this story very, very soon. Does it look awkward with Ludwig? Absolutely. Not going to argue with you. It does feel weird. But at the end of the day, for whatever reason, the buyout either became an issue or they changed their mind about Ludwig. He's not here. He's at Utah. Parker is elevated to offensive coordinator, and Godouli is brought in to be the quarterback coach. And Godouli, by the way, was hired by Luke Fickle, who became the head coach at Wisconsin back in, what, December? Maybe late November? Followed Fickle to Wisconsin, so he's only been in Madison for two months. So he's leaving the Badgers after two months and now is coming to South Bend to work with Marcus Freeman. They were on the same Cincinnati coaching staff for four years, so there is a really good, probably, relationship between those two individuals. So after the Ludwig stuff, we can put that on the back burner. Truly all that matters right now, Marcus Freeman is elevated. Jared Parker from tight end coach to offensive coordinator. We will assume that he will remain the tight end coach with Gino Gadooli becoming the new quarterback coach. And now one seat left at the table unattended, and that is replacing Harry Hestan as Notre Dame's offensive line coach it's been an interesting few days but it looks like we are starting to reach the conclusions that all irish fans have been looking for now whether they're happy now it's probably a mixed bag but i think we have to be fair and give the new coordinator an opportunity to show what he can do i mean he's got a few more horses i'm betting On the Notre Dame roster in 23, than West Virginia in 21. That's just a hunch. In fact, let me look here. Yeah, that West Virginia team went 6-7, 4-5 in the Big 12. Sam Hartman's a pretty good place to start for Jared Parker, that's for sure. So, he will make his Notre Dame coordinating debut across the pond against Navy. And then we'll make his United States debut against Tennessee State the following week. Again, football scoop the first to report that Parker becomes the offensive coordinator for Notre Dame. It has been confirmed by my colleagues at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. They have stories up right now on these storylines. And we'll be joined by a member of the staff, Mike Singer, coming up at 605 here on Sports Radio 960, WSBT. All right, so we normally have three hat-trick topics, but obviously that topic took up the entire segment. So we can save some of this other information for later in the show or on tomorrow's program. We have a lot to get to, and now we have to start to prepare eventually to hear from the new offensive coordinator and new quarterback coach again, Nothing has been confirmed by Notre Dame. These are all reports, and these reports have been validated. And I'm sure when the final part of the vetting process is done and the ink drives on the contracts, Notre Dame will release the information. But for now, it's just good reporting by members of the Notre Dame Media. 528 is our time. Darren Pritchett with you, Budweiser's weekday sports beat on WSBT Radio. Coming up, we'll get to our Twitter question of the day, which centers around what's happening right now at the offensive coordinator position for the Fighting Irish. Stick around. Plenty more to come on a very newsy Wednesday in South Bend. All the action right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com on the WSBT Radio app.
1: This is the Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
3: Twenty-seven minutes in front of 6 o'clock, Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. On your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT, Darren Pritchett with you. Our Twitter question of the day is posted every weekday on my Twitter account at 960 SportsBeat. And a lot going on surrounding Notre Dame football, so a lot of choices for a Twitter question of the day right now. Let me go back to yesterday. Here is the question I posed to you on the program and asked for you to vote on my Twitter account at 960SportsBeat. Based on the report that Notre Dame wouldn't pay the buyout for Utah offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig, are you concerned? The Irish aren't all in to win a championship. Two choices. You could answer concerned or not concerned. Well, 81% who voted said yes, they are concerned about the look of this situation. Only 19% said that they are not concerned. And I'll say this based on some of the responses For those who said not concerned, they are convinced that there is something missing from the Ludwig-Notre Dame story that we all don't know. And I brought that up in the opening segment. To be fair to Notre Dame, it just feels like something's missing. It just couldn't have been handled like that. It doesn't seem possible. So that was the narrative from a couple of people that voted Not concerned. So 81% were concerned after hearing the report about Ludwig. Now let's see if Jared Parker, being named offensive coordinator, if you're just joining us, haven't heard, he was the Irish tight end coach last year. He has been elevated to offensive coordinator, and we assume he will remain as tight end coach. And Marcus Freeman is bringing in a former Cincinnati assistant, Gino Gadulli to be the quarterback coach. Now, again, going back to the concern, not concerned question, one of the more respected individuals around Notre Dame is Tom Mendoza, a business mogul. Of course, Notre Dame's Mendoza College of Business. And on Wednesday, he sent out some tweets in regard to, I guess we could basically say it's not only a football decision with Ludwig, it was a business decision. So here is what Mr. Mendoza tweeted out Wednesday in regard to this whole circumstance surrounding Ludwig. Many have asked my thoughts. To be clear, I have not been involved, and this is simply my opinion As a fan, in business, when a critical decision has resulted in a poor outcome, we first focused on the process. If it was flawed, we fixed it. In this case, it was clearly flawed. Simply put, before anyone is out in a plane or shown in public as, quote-unquote, the guy, end quote, All facts should be known, and the decision agreed upon. Clearly, that was not the case, and the result was a very bad look for all involved on Notre Dame's side. The only thing that will change that is a great hire. After the Eagles' devastating loss, Jalen Hurts impressed all by saying, quote, you either win... Or learn, end quote. Knowing Marcus as I do, I am sure he agrees. The only thing that matters now, and sure his focus is, what happens next? Hashtag, go Irish. That is from Tom Mendoza. And I can't argue with anything that he said. He put it perfectly. And that's not something I mentioned was... He was out publicly with Marcus Freeman. Now, let let me say this. Marcus and Coach Ludwig were on the video board over the ice at the Compton Family Ice Arena on Friday. The video board is controlled by Fighting Irish Media, which is obviously locked in now to the athletic department. They work hand in hand was the fact that ludwig was shown with marcus freeman on purpose is it a situation where it was 100% accidental if it was on purpose to show the two together then what changed from that point if it was accidental then you know forget it it was just Someone on the camera that had no idea who Andy Ludwig was, and they were showing Marcus Freeman being at the game, and, oh, yeah, look to his right. That's that guy I've seen pictures of that might be the Notre Dame offensive coordinator. So I don't know if we can really gain anything from what we all saw on the video board. Personally, I kind of thought, well, he must be the guy or they wouldn't be parading him around like this. I mean, if you're doing a job interview... Pick your favorite business. You're not going to take a candidate out in front of people that you work with or do business with if he's just a candidate or she is a candidate. If you have signed a deal, then all of a sudden, absolutely, show off what you have. So... I'm kind of torn to jump in this because I don't know if that was totally on accident on the video board to show both or if there was kind of that, hey, this is going to be the guy, here he is, and then, oops, I did it again. I mean, with the two organizations working close together, I just would hope there would not be miscommunication. So that's my thought on the whole video board, Ludwig thing. Maybe it was on accident, maybe it was on purpose, but whether it was or not, to have him out in public. And I would I would also say this, and this is just a total guess. If I'm Marcus Freeman and I'm the head football coach at Notre Dame and I do not have an agreement with an offensive coordinator that is sitting next to me, I don't want to be shown on the video board with him. Show me, but don't show anyone else. And you wouldn't have to think you would have to tell someone that, but maybe you do. But I'll say this one more time. It could have been just total accidental he was placed on the video board. I think most people just saw Marcus. Hey, Marcus is on the video board. But some of us were like, oh, I know that guy. All right, 541 is our time. Again, our breaking news today. Football scoop had it first confirmed by my colleagues at Blue and Gold Illustrated. The reports are that Notre Dame tight end coach Jared Parker will become the Irish offensive coordinator and Cincinnati for two months Wisconsin assistant coach. Gino Godouli will be the new quarterback coach for the Fighting Irish, leaving one vacancy at Offensive Line. All right. Before we go, Twitter question of the day for today. almost forgot about that. As my screen changes, let me call it back up. I do apologize. I could paraphrase, which I may have to, since my computer has decided to go to sleep for a couple of moments. I'll paraphrase. I wrote the question. I can fight my way through it. So basically what I was asking today on my Twitter account at 960 SportsBeat, If you could add one offensive coach back to the Notre Dame staff, who would you choose? The former Irish offensive coordinator Tommy Reese or retired offensive line coach Harry Heastan? This is a little more complicated than you might think. If you think about this, there's different directions you can go. If you could add one offensive coach back to the staff, who would you choose? You could factor in the potential hires. That might change your answer from one to the other. So anyway, if you could add one offensive coach back to the Notre Dame staff, who would you choose, Tommy Reese or Harry Heastan? You can vote right now on my Twitter account at 960-960 sports beat that's 960 sports beat we will pass along the results on tomorrow's program and of course have a brand new question ready to go 17 minutes in front of six o'clock i'm darren pritchett sports beat here on wsbt radio coming up in a moment i'll grab some of your twitter reactions to the news of the last 36 hours busy news day involving Notre Dame football we've got you covered on sports radio 960 wsbt
1: You can listen to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat live or on demand with our free WSBT radio app. Just search WSBT Radio in the App Store and Google Play. Now, back to local sports talk on Sports Beat with your host, Darren Pritchett.
3: Welcome back to the program 548 at WSBT. Again, our breaking news today surrounding Notre Dame football. Football scoop report confirmed by my friends at Blue and Gold Illustrated. Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman. He has made a decision on his offensive coordinator. A quick pivot from the Ludwig situation. It is Gerard Parker, his tight end coach for one year. He has been moved up to offensive coordinator. Again, we assume he will keep his tight end position coach as well. And also, it was Pete Thamble of ESPN that headed first that Gino Gadulli will leave Wisconsin after two months. He went with Luke Fickle from Cincinnati to Wisconsin, and Gadulli rejoins Marcus Freeman, who they worked together four years at Cincinnati, to become the Fighting Irish Quarterback coach. So all that is left is an offensive line coach for Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman. So Parker to offensive coordinator, Gaduli to quarterback coach. Those are the reports that we have at this particular time. And this hopefully will settle the waters after the confusion publicly surrounding what happened with the Utah offensive coordinator. Andy Ludwig. I can say the conversation from listeners of my program or just Notre Dame fans in general who follow me, there was a lot of frustration and uncertainty out there and responses to me on my Twitter account at 960 SportsFeed, And I think a lot of it had to do with one thing that was out there, Pete Sampson, who has covered Notre Dame football for years for The Athletic, a great writer, he wrote two days ago, Andy Ludwig's buyout on his rolling three-year contract was a reported $2.8 million, although that was not new information before his interview at Notre Dame, which leads us to believe what changed. What are we missing that led to the reversal of thinking in regard to Ludwig? I just want to read for you some of the questions, some of the responses I received from Irish fans on my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat. Tim wrote to me, Alabama flew a plane with an A logo on its tail to South Bend to take your offensive coordinator, who is an alum. Notre Dame's response, tell your second-year defensive-minded head coach that the buyout for the OC he wants is too expensive, but the administration says they want to win titles also let's see we have one the refusal to back marcus in his first offensive coordinator search is shocking quote we want to compete for national titles end quote okay some other responses that have rolled in on my twitter account here at 960 sports beat let's see here we've got quite a few trying to go through them rather quickly. Okay, we may have to come back. I'm just having a little issue with my computer today, so I'll try to get back to some of those in just a little bit. But there, there's just a lot of confusion. Maybe this hiring a Parker will calm things down just a little bit, but obviously some frustration with how things were handled with the Ludwig situation. You know, we're publicly... Not going to find out from Notre Dame likely what happened. Maybe someone will leak it and it'll get reported. But the fact that it has not been leaked and reported by this time, I think probably might tell you a story or two. All right, 552 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Coming up in a couple of moments, you're going to hear from the Notre Dame football recruiting beat reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, Mike Singer. We're going to pick up the conversation. We'll see what direction we go as we talk about the hiring of Parker and Gaduli to their new positions, and also we'll get into the Ludwig situation a little bit as well, how it has affected recruiting. Are recruits concerned about what is happening right now in regard to the Notre Dame football program? So we'll get to some of that conversation here in just a little bit on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. All right, we'll come back in a couple of moments, a sports update on the way to recap everything that's going on. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat from Sports Radio 960
1: WSBT. A Michiana tradition continues. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. WSBT.
3: All right, before we get to the sports update, I'm able now to bring you what I wanted to do a couple of moments ago as I got things squared away technologically as we focus for a couple more minutes on whatever happened with Utah offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig. But today, Jared Parker moves from tight end coach to probably offensive coordinator tight end coach and Gino Gaduli hired by Marcus Freeman to be quarterback coach They worked together at Cincinnati. Godouli worked two months in Madison for Luke Fickle at Wisconsin before now reportedly coming to South Bend to work for Marcus Freeman. But the buyout situation with Ludwig is a hot topic, and here's a sample of some of the comments and questions given to me on my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat. Michael said, yeah, this is just a bad look all around. Puts everything about the program in jeopardy, like, We will still play football, but if you were the head coach, wouldn't you look for a better opportunity? Bobby said, didn't this cost more than $2.8 million in bad publicity? Pay them, give Marcus Freeman what he needs to be successful. This stinks. Also, we had Brian saying, hopefully our coaches' contracts have buyout amounts that offset at least money needed to bring in the most desired and qualified coach when we lose one. See, that's a good point. That's a part of the equation. Notre Dame got money, we're all assuming, from Alabama because they had to buy out Tommy Reese's contract. We don't know what that number is, but that can obviously help offset buying out somebody else. Mike said, if he was the guy Freeman wanted and they wouldn't pay the money to get him, yes, I'm concerned. I don't think that is how it went down. So right now, I have a wait-and-see mentality, and I totally respect that. That's a good way at looking at the situation. Ken wrote, buyout for this offensive coordinator couldn't be that much. I can't imagine it was breaking the bank. This is why we have become a stepping stone job, Elko, Kelly, Reese, and eventually Freeman, if he starts winning. And Chad wrote, concerned, and I think it's pretty self-explanatory. We had the Whiskey Poet on Twitter write to me saying, not concerned, this isn't the real story. Okay, we'll all wait for what that story is. Bobby wrote, why bring the guy to the hockey game and put him on the Jumbotron if you aren't going to hire him? Like taking your family to test drive a Rolls Royce and you buy a Chevy Chevette. Talk about a tease. Give Freeman the resources to succeed. I've went through my thoughts on the whole Jumbotron situation, which was a part of the fumble in this whole spot. Again, whether it was on accident or not. Michael writes, it sends a message to any current or future player coach that the administration isn't willing to do what it takes to support the football team. That is my issue. Eric writes, Ludwig was meh. There's a reason he's an offensive coordinator at 58. There has to be more to the story, and I'm guessing it's because there's a candidate they equally like that doesn't cost $3 million. Freeman will get a quality guy and will be just fine that is from eric a different perspective on this whole situation notre dame prime wrote to me 2.8 million is chump change for the most premium and expensive university in the world i can't see how there's any way to justify not paying that price it's clear as day that this was the guy freeman wanted but swerbrick and the rest of the administration thought otherwise Charles wrote most fans and these fan sites are just jumping on a tweet that may or may not be true, probably leaked to the reporter by Utah or Ludwig himself as a way for him to save face. Need to look at this on all sides. Not just that Notre Dame administration has given up on coach Freeman. I, that last part, no one has given up on Marcus Freeman, but Duly noted some of those comments. Corey wrote, this is unacceptable. There is no excuse in this. Kenneth says, I believe there is more to this story than just Notre Dame refusing to pay a buyout clause. That is literally the only narrative we are hearing. When is that the case? Irish Badger wrote, worst day for Notre Dame than Elko, BK, and Tommy leaving Hasn't been a more terrible day for the university since another incident of note that I will not bring up once again. Domer Dom wrote in, par for the course for this administration. They just want to steal your money and not produce a championship product. All right, so that is just some of the feedback I received on my Twitter account at 960 Sports And you can always drop me a line anytime you want at 960 Sportsbeat on Twitter. And, of course, always take part in our Twitter question of the day. Good responses on both sides of this whole conversation. All right. Let's get to a sports update here on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
1: The home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960, WSBT, WSBTradio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and on Twitch as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated Insider, Mike Singer.
3: Well, it's been a very busy day in regard to Notre Dame football. It looks like a couple of the coaching vacancies are now filled football scoop had the information first but Mike I'll let you jump in here because Blue and Gold Illustrated has confirmed these stories
2: oh man yeah quite the day Gino Gadulli Notre Dame's new quarterbacks coach uh and Jared Parker uh who was uh, you know on the fighting Irish staff this past season as tight ends coach um will be the play caller so yeah Darren it's
3: It's interesting
2: news, really a lot to unpack.
3: We almost have to go back to yesterday when Andy Ludwig, we found out, had, well, he was in position maybe to be the offensive coordinator, but according to some reports, Notre Dame wasn't interested in the $2.8 million buyout that the Salt Lake Tribune had reported. And it almost felt like to me, Mike, Marcus Freeman was put in an awkward position if Notre Dame knew all along what the buyout was they went very deep into the process before pulling the plug on this. So now all of a sudden they just hire within the staff.
2: Darren, it's very strange. You or I could look up that what the bio was. I mean, it, it was, it was out there. Um, and so the a football scoop had reported that, Notre Dame was looking to bring in um, Ludwig and Utah's offensive line coaches named escaping right now for a buyout of $4 million. Um, so all of that had to have been known. And I said several times, like on our YouTube channel and our website, bloomgold.com, that when Notre Dame, you know, Mark, Marcus Freeman and Jared Parker were at the hockey game with Andy Ludwig, what was that Friday night, Saturday night? Friday. That I really felt like that was Notre Dame's way of saying, hey, here's our guy. And then for it to fall apart due to this, this buyout situation, very strange. Like everyone's reaction is, well, what, I mean, Notre Dame had to have known about it beforehand, which there's two um, takeaways for me here. And it's, it's, it's one or the other in terms of what the heck happened. One, there's something that has happened here that we just don't know about yet. Right, like it, it just doesn't add up. Like Notre Dame have had to have known about the buyout situation, so then why weren't they able to pay it? It's not like Notre Dame, you know, is essentially hurting isn't hurting for money for this. Um, they like they have the funds to to do the buyout, especially just after Alabama. They got some cash from Alabama, um, for Tommy Reese's buyout. So like what like what's there's something there that we don't know about. That's one end of it, or it's just complete com- incompetence by Notre Dame. It's one or the other, um, or unless Notre Dame has fallen on far, far, hard financial times, um, which I don't believe is the case. It has to be one of the two, right, Darren? It, I mean someone screwed up here, or there's something that you know the public just doesn't know about uh, in terms of – I don't know, maybe the contract with those two guys, guys—you know, they just weren't able to make it happen. I, I don't know, Darren.
3: I will say this on Tuesday's radio show. That's one thing I mentioned. This all looks very peculiar. It's like we're missing a piece of the puzzle. I mean, we're all on the outside looking and we're having to guess. We're trying to take the pieces and put them together. But it just felt like there had to be something that we don't know because to go this far down the line, through this whole process, and then all of a sudden, nah, let's don't pay the buyout. Because I think, Mike, you would have made the decision if Andy Ludwig is worth this investment before you even brought him to town, before you even interviewed him, for crying out loud. Now, you can change your opinion after an interview, but obviously things went very well, He was on the video board at the hockey arena on Friday, sitting next to Marcus Freeman, and Ron Paulus was sitting on the other side of Coach Freeman. So for this to fall apart, it makes Notre Dame, fair or not, it makes them look cheap, not fully invested, because we've got the NIL concerns. You've got the inability to consistently get in undergraduate transfers. Other programs across the country, Mike, are filling holes on their football team with this. Marcus is recruiting the heck out of these players across the country. He did an amazing job. He has bought into what Notre Dame is all about. But then if this was the guy he wanted and he didn't get him, it does throw up a red flag.
2: Again, which is why I'm saying there has to be something we don't know about here that is making like why they weren't able to get him. Um, it, It can't have just been the buyout money. Like Notre Dame has the funds. So, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. You know, I don't want to overreact too hard and, um, you know, fire Jack Swarbrick stuff. Like, I, I I, need a little bit more information. Other people can pull out the f- pitchforks already. You're right. You can do whatever you want, but I need a little bit more information because, like you have said, there's a piece to this puzzle that's missing, um, so I'm not going to cast the first stone.
3: You want to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's That's my whole point, but... It just sets off a very awkward perception.
2: Darren, Darren, we, we hey,
3: we have hires.
2: We have hires. The Ludwig stuff will always be talked about about the, just more about the what the heck happened. But uh yeah, we, we, we do have updates. I mean, yeah, we've got news. I can see it in your face. You this is really bothered you, Darren. Well but yeah, I mean we gotta I, I gotta think I'm,
3: I'm trying to sit in the seat. Of the fan today. Normally, I try to be the person that keeps calm, try to be the person that talks to the fan. Let's look at both sides. And I'm still trying to do that. But, Mike, with everything that you said and what I just kind of brought up partially hypothetically, to all of a sudden hear a story that they're not going to go with the buyout of Ludwig, and then you end up just elevating a player on the staff, it sets forth an awkward perception that they're saving money by doing this. But we'll wait and see I, I if there's another piece of the puzzle missing because that's the perception, fair or not. And I understand why fans are feeling that way right now. We'll see if they're right or not. But this just feels awkward at this time. Got nothing to add, during. Okay. All right. Well, I just literally, before our interview, pulled up some West Virginia stats <laughs> because I'm trying to figure out Gerard Parker, what's he all about? And I honestly have not had a chance to go through him as of yet. I mean, nothing substantially stands out. You know, Tommy left and left the cupboard pretty full. That's the good news, Mike. There is a great quarterback waiting to have an offense to run. You have followed running back recruiting for the last couple of years starting with Lance Taylor, who got the ball rolling, and it's continuing rolling. That running back room, you probably have starters all across the country in one room. The tight end position looks a whole lot different without Michael Mayer. The wide receiver room has a lot of potential. And the offensive line without Harry Heastan, do I worry a tad bit? Yeah, I do, because I've been told by coaches in the industry this is the most difficult position to fill as offensive line coach, because there are not that many elite, elite guys at that position. I'll use their judgment. I don't have an opinion on that. So this is a still, I think, a great position. And I think Parker has a lot of great tools to work with starting his new position at Notre Dame. If in fact, all these reports are true.
2: Yeah. In terms of his time at West Virginia, you know, it seemed kind of funky in terms of, you know, he was calling plays. He wasn't, Yeah. Um, you know, that uh, I'm not as well versed on, but in terms of him at Notre Dame, so he's done a really good job recruiting um even in this interim period after reese left he's been kind of uh you know out front doing you know building relationships with 2025 quarterbacks making sure that notre dame doesn't have a fall-off period for for recruiting some of those underclassmen um he seems to be a really good relationship builder um you know people you know close to the notre dame football program really like jared parker say you know he's you know, quote unquote, a dude in all caps, like people really like Jared Parker. Um, I, I just like, I get the folks who are going to be upset about the whole, the money situation, but with Parker, you, you I mean, it's the jury's just out. I mean, they could have hired, um, you know, Andy Reed, you know, like as often <laughs> as a coordinator, like that's obviously a stretch, but like Anyone they could have hired, the jury would have been out. Like you just, you don't know, like what they're going to be like. Jared Parker could absolutely kill it and be five times better than Tommy Reese, or five times worse. You just don't know. So that's why I'm like, again, going back to like casting the stone. Like I don't know how you can just like totally crap on this hire. Um, it's someone who Freeman is very familiar with and comfortable with, Gino Geduldji, the new quarterbacks coach, also worked with Freeman for years. So I will say this on the recruiting front with both of these guys. They fit Notre Dame in what Marcus Freeman wants to do. Andy Ludwig and like a Harry Heastan, you know, nothing wrong with being older, obviously, but those guys are a little bit more burned out from recruiting. They don't want to recruit. I mean, I talked to Utah people who said, you know, Ludwig will do really well, you know, when a player visits campus, but he's not going to be the guy that gets the player to campus. That's kind of the, the issue, you know, with an Andy Ludwig or even a Harry Heeston, Like, those guys are not the grinders on the recruiting trail, whereas Gadulgi, um and Parker are. Like, they're going to work their tails off on the recruiting trail and fit Freeman. Like, the whole coaching staff now, you know, can hold their own, you know, going out on the road recruiting, you know, building those relationships, being dogs and out working other um, coaching staff. Like, Notre Dame has that across the board now. Whereas with like a, if they would have hired Ludwig as EOC, you know would have been fine as a recruiter face to face when the kids come on campus. But again, other people would have had to really pick up the slack. So I think from recruiting aspect, this is good for Notre Dame. Um, but you know, the the experience part of it, you know, very remain to be seen. You know how how those guys adjust.
3: Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. Let me throw in one extra element talking about the whole Ludwig buyout thing. I want to eliminate one thing from the hypotheticals because, Mike, I was here when George O'Leary was going to be Notre Dame's head coach 20 years ago, and there was some information on his resume that was not vetted properly. There were some misguidance by O'Leary And that has led to Notre Dame doing a terrific job of really digging deep into their candidates, finding out all the information, talking to people. I would bet you after the O'Leary situation, nobody vets coaches better than Notre Dame. So if somebody's thinking, well, maybe something popped up or they heard something, I think as far as long as they were in the process, Mike, he's in town and they're talking about whether there's a buyout or not and all that stuff. The vetting process was complete, in my personal opinion, based on those experiences. So I don't think something just popped up on the resume that maybe they had a concern. I think it probably just had something more to do with. They had a change of direction, a change of mind, something like that. But I don't think it had anything to do with the vetting process. That O'Leary situation the- was, was bizarre. Next to the anti-tail thing, that was that was a bizarre one.
2: Yeah, it's just more of opinion. What do you think happened at this point? Um, it's tough to say. Uh, there, there's definitely more questions than answers at this point. That's that's really that's really where we're at.
3: Yep. Let me ask you one thing. It's been oh almost two weeks since Tommy Reese left. Now it looks like there is an offensive coordinator in place. The last two weeks, did you sense any uneasiness from recruits? Were you noticing anything on social media? Was everybody pretty relaxed waiting for this process to unfold?
2: It's been weirdly chill. I mean, Notre Dame's commits seemed fine. Um, even Notre Dame's offensive line commit, Peter Jones, who had pretty tough couple of weeks with losing your offensive coordinator and your offensive line coach, was just, like, excited to see who they hire. I mean, he seemed, which I'm sure – all these Notre Dame offensive commits have had their you know phones been blown up by other coaches, but they all seem good like the buy into Marcus Freeman's vision, like the all the coaches are in contact with them. so like they're you know staying strong and Darren, it's it's been kind of interesting to see Notre Dame offer two new offensive line recruits without an offensive line coach or an OC. Like they're moving forward. It's been very interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen that on the recruiting trail. Um, where you're offering all these players without those position coaches, usually just kind of wait till those guys are hired. And then, you know, they'll make those calls. But Notre Dame's just been moving forward.
3: I assume I'm not too far off base by saying the calmness probably has a lot to do with Marcus Freeman being so heavily involved in recruiting.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, the players are bought into his vision for the program. You know, when these things are happening, uh, you know, the coaches leaving, I mean, Freeman, Chad Bowden, you know, other Notre Dame coaches are involved in saying, hey, like, this is what's going on. You know, do you have any questions like they're make, they're, they're helping calm the nerves of those players. So, yeah, again, uh, it's not like, hey, this, you know, this Tommy Reese is gone. Now Marcus Sherman's calling me for the first time in four months to tell me if everything's OK. And I'm like, no, there's an open line of regular communication.
3: One other question, just in regard to Harry Hestan, if you don't mind, who, of course, retired this week after 40 years of coaching and two stints at Notre Dame, including coming back last year. Did you ever get a common theme among recruits when they talked about Harry?
2: Receiving messages from him was kind of funny. Um, I think, like, he would text with his email. So every time he would text a recruit, it would have a – you know, like a sincerely Harry Houston or something (laughs) like that at the end of it. Um, But in all seriousness, it was just such a, a, a regard for him um, as a coach. Like, you know, you, you, if you're going to be coached by Harry Houston, you know, you're going to be developed well. And I know there's probably a good bit of recruits are, you know, pretty upset, you know, or or signees that, you know, they're not going to get to play for Harry any longer. And, Um, you know, get that tutelage that you're, Hey, if you start for Harry, he's there's probably a pretty good chance. You're going to go play in the NFL. Um, just very well-respected. Um, I mean, the recruits love, you know, hanging out with them in person, getting those funny text messages with his name signed to them. Um, yeah, again, a guy who didn't probably love recruiting and going out on the road, but he did it, you know, he did it and he did a good job. Like he wasn't going to, uh, charlotte for example and and hitting up 18 schools he would go to a place yeah. to stop in at a high school for a top notre dame target or commit um and i, I mean you you could do that you know notre dame and your hair he stands like you could kind of afford that um so yeah did a good job uh, an excellent soldier for the fighting irish football program this past season um and yeah it's kind of sad to see him
3: go yeah, I know his first in here, there were a lot of times when you looked at the recruiting boards, he was done well before everybody else. He picked yeah. his guys, he's the professor, they wanted to come to Notre Dame, job done, and he moved on to the next year. Well, Mike, I know a lot of things happening at blueandgold.com right now, a lot of reporting, a lot of analysis, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more breakdowns of Parker and Gaduli over the coming days, so really it's the place to be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm scared to check my phone um <laughs> you know right after we're done recording this to see what all I've missed in in 18 minutes. But yeah, it's uh it's a it's a busy time and you wouldn't think that for February, but that's just the world of college football and specifically Notre Dame. It's all around the clock. Every I mean it's it's every day of the week um you know every day of the year. It's it's um, it's always busy when we have you covered at blueandgold.com. All the discussion, all the analysis, all the news. Definitely the place to be, and it's only $29.99 to sign up right now, and that gets you premium access to the start of next football season. Yeah, head to blueandgold.com.
3: And if you follow Mike on Twitter or if you are a subscriber, you know that there's 2026 recruit information already rolling. I know you love that. I know you love that, Darren. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing. Mike, thanks for doing this. Greatly appreciate your analysis, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Darren. That's Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Sportsbeat continues in just a moment on your home of the fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT we're gonna win don't wanna be a loser gonna win the man in the end zone touchdown notre dame lorenzo styles on the post route gives to esme leaps into the end zone touchdown notre dame ball caught, touchdown what a catch by jayden thomas hands off the dig there he goes 20 15 10 touchdown notre dame
1: Notre Dame football coverage continues now from Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Here come the Irish. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett.
3: Six thirty-six at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We've got about 24 minutes left in the program on this very busy Wednesday evening. Sports be brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Fenn. Sports fans, this bud's for you. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, now at three locations to serve you. Barnaby's, the family inn. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at FeedIndiana.org. By Midland Engineering Company, beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. By the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. And by Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. Let's just really briefly... Update people just joining the program on 960 AM WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com and the WSBT radio app. Notre Dame football news today. FootballScoop.com was the first to report that Notre Dame has found their offensive coordinator they hire within. Tommy Reese's replacement is last year's tight end coach, Gerard Parker two years as an offensive coordinator at West Virginia 2020 and 2021 he joined the Irish staff last year as the team's tight end coach then you have Gino Gaduli, a member of the Cincinnati staff when Marcus Freeman was there Gaduli followed head coach Luke Fickle when he took the head coaching job with the Wisconsin Badgers Marcus Freeman worked four years with Gadouli, and now, according to ESPN's Pete Thamel, Gadouli is going to be the new quarterback coach for the Fighting Irish. So we should expect Gadouli to be quarterback coach, and Parker, we assume, will be offensive coordinator tight end coach. When Tommy Reese was the offensive coordinator, he was the coordinator slash quarterback coach of the Fighting Irish Of Notre Dame. So Marcus Freeman moved on from whatever happened with the Ludwig situation. He has his offensive coordinator and his quarterback coach, according to these reports that have been validated by Blue and Gold Illustrated. Nothing yet from the University of Notre Dame. We have to wait for the ink to dry on the contracts before that announcement will be made by the university. So Marcus Freeman now will. Turner's attention to finding an offensive line coach to replace Harry Heastan as the offensive line coach here in South Bend. You know, one thing about Godouli, and I'll be frank with you, I really know very little about him just the short amount of time before the show I had to research about him. One thing we have to keep in mind that Godouli was the quarterback coach at Cincinnati and he has to get some of the credit for the development of Desmond Ritter while he was at Cincinnati. Led Cincinnati, of course, to the playoff. Big reason why was the play of the quarterback Ritter. Now, it was a really good football team. You had Sauce Gardner, of course, at cornerback, who made the NFL look easy last year as a rookie for the New York Jets. But you think about Godouli working with Desmond Ritter, turned him into a high draft pick last year, and now it looks like he'll be the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons in 2023. So I don't know a whole much whole lot about Godouli, but one thing that does stand out, working with Desmond Ritter, you always have to give the quarterback coach some props for development of a quarterback, and Ritter turned into a terrific college football player and We'll see how he does in the National Football League, but he'll get his shot with the Atlanta Falcons this year. 641 at WSBT. Just a couple of seconds of non-football conversation in this segment. As you heard on WSBT radio last night, Notre Dame almost knocked off Duke at Cameron, losing to the Blue Devils 68-64. The Irish down one in the closing seconds. Mark Mitchell. Buried a left corner three point shot with 13 seconds on the game clock, six on the shot clock. That put Duke up by two possessions 66 to 62. And the Devils close out the Irish 68 64. Duke went to the intermission up 31 23. They build a comfortable double digit lead in the second half. They led by as many as 14 but Notre Dame stormed back over the final 657 a big reason why senior Dane Goodwin who came off the bench last night in the final 657 Goodwin scored 10 of his team high 25 points only one other Notre Dame player in double figures Vin Allen Lubin had 10 points last night the seven footer for Duke Kyle Filipowski You figured he was going to have a pretty good night against that Irish front line, 22 points and six rebounds. After the game, Mike Bray spoke about his team nearly taking down the Blue Devils in front of the Cameron Crazies. Yep, that was a
4: great college game, and uh, I'm proud of our guys. We've put ourselves in position a number of times, especially on the road, but we haven't been able to get over the hump. And I got to tip my cap to the young man who made the three in the corner, because that's kind of what we wanted to give off, And he made it. So I uh, I tipped my cap. We battled. We physically got in there. So uh, you know we'll we'll move. move. Now we get to go to Charlottesville.
2: <laughs> As you're making that run, did you start to maybe think
4: that you were getting out here with a lead? Oh, yeah. No, the, the way this, that, that thing was, clicking off I'm thinking like we may just get this back and throw it in at the buzzer and 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 one of those sh- I've been on you know I've been on both ends of those it was just a weird game and uh we were on the verge of getting throttled and of course Dane was I guess I should have brought him off the bench uh, earlier in the season that was an unbelievable performance was it 17 straight he was amazing and um, yeah I just um what a what a great atmosphere though. My last time in here coaching. I mean, just just awesome. Great atmosphere. Got a chance to spend some time with Mike this afternoon and and uh darn if he didn't come to work the officials on the baseline. <laughs> huh? Huh? Some things never change. You gotta tell him I said that. Um no, it was good to good to see him and good to see Mickey. And you know, I at the shoot around today, I'm walking around. I mean I've I've hung out in every nook and cranny in this in this building and my son. My daughter was born at Duke Hospital. A lot of great memories. But I did tell Mike, I said, Mike, Mickey, we have a little more time to drink some good wine now. I'll be down in the spring. We'll, we'll hang out a little bit. Did he tell you this morning that you
3: would be coming?
4: or He did. He mentioned to me, and, and that surprised me a little bit. He said, you know, we're coming tonight and Mickey's coming. And we're going to be sitting right here. We were hanging there at the end of the shooting around. I was like, that was awesome. That was a little weird, I gotta say, seeing him sit on the baseline with his and he kind of had his legs out like he was lounging, you know <laughs> I mean, that's the calmest and most relaxed he's ever been in the in the place, but uh, uh, now I did see with about five minutes to do, minutes to go, him go, I'm <laughs> like my man's getting out of here he <laughs> he's looking to get out of here, but um you know I, as I've said before, i mean he he gave me a shot in 1987. I was a high school assistant, and he taught me how to be a head coach, and you know everything that's come off of that um, until my last game in Greensboro. It's all been because of this move. Mike was, um, you know, hired me, and um, we we were saying today, the three of us before the game. I went over to say, I said, "Damn, we had some fun in this place, didn't we?" Mike and I actually said today, I said, Mike, you know, I remember one time on the visitor's bench, you came out, you were playing racquetball, you were all sweaty. I was working a guy out. and We sat down. It was in 92 after we won the second one. And we sat down and we kind of looked up at the two banners that were up for like 30 seconds. I'm like, man, that was pretty good. And then we spread it to the next thing. And I said, Mike, we didn't even know what day it was half the time. We were just rolling through stuff. And it was, uh, it was, it was fabulous.
3: Mike, I know it's a few weeks away, but does it mean a little bit more that your last ACC tournament? Gonna- money, money, money. Money, money, money,
0: money. Show me the money. <laughs> we go with Sizzla. We go with
3: Budweiser's Weekday Sports Speak continues on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett. Our program rolls into our final segment of the night, and we have a little sports wagering conversation to get to here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Not a stellar night last night, to say the least, as my wagering suggestions were pretty doggone lousy. Let's go through the picks last night. I am really sorry, Coach Bray, didn't believe more in your team last night as I took Duke minus 12 against Notre Dame. Now they were up by 14 in the second half, could not close out the deal, and I took a hard loss right there as Duke only won by a score of 68-64. Really good fight shown by this fighting Irish basketball team in a game that honestly didn't mean a whole lot for future endeavors. But they actually played a, a pretty strong ball game down there at Duke. Just didn't work out at the end of the day, but I thought Notre Dame had a, a great performance. Dane Goodwin, really good with 25 points in the ball game, but it wasn't enough. But from a wagering standpoint, that was a loss for me. Also in that game, I had Cormac Ryan, the Irish veteran guard, going over 10 and a half points. He only had seven in the ball game. From the Big Ten, Illinois minus two and a half at Penn State. Should have remembered the first game when the pick and roll just absolutely destroyed the Illinois defense. They did it again. Penn State won 91-83. And last but not least, finally a victory from the NHL. Maybe I should stick with hockey. My basketball lately has been horrible. Bruins on the money line at the Stars. Bruins were down 2-1 in the third. Ended up winning the game in overtime, 3-2. So we'll take a win any way we could last night. So one and three last night, and a rough start to this week. Let's try to come up with some good suggestions for tonight. We start with Indiana minus one and a half at Northwestern at minus 110. I'm going to go with Trace Jackson Davis over. 19.5 19.5 points. This is dangerous because Northwestern plays really good defense, but on the road, IU will go to their guy. I'm just going to ride him over 19.5 points. I've got the Pacers minus 2.5 at home against the Bulls. And from the NHL, the Wild on the money line against the Avalanche at minus 140. So IU minus 1.5. Trace Jackson Davis over 19.5 points. Pacers minus 2.5 against the Bulls and the Wild on the money line against the Avalanche. Sports be brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Sports fans as buds for you. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, now with three locations to serve you. Barnaby's the family inn. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana, hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Midland Engineering Company, beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. The Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. And Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt, don't shop, new beginnings, have happy endings. Talk to you tomorrow, 655 at WSBT.